0: Another week begins. It's Monday. Did you know it? Some people have the day off today. We don't. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And one of the things that we are looking forward to is the Academy Awards, or are we looking forward to them?
2: I, you know, think that we are um, because, well, we love Hollywood and movies, but in terms of the telecast, everybody's sort of uh, likes to bitch about the Oscars, right? We are no different, Mm -mm. but why we bitch about it is probably uh, probably a little bit different. We'll talk about that, but um, I've been uh, I was reading an article about the Oscars. Over the weekend, and it really makes the case that um, the things about the Oscars that we uh, are complaining about are probably the wrong things. I think everybody has something they like to complain about when it comes to the Oscars, but I think it's because we're all watching the Oscars for different reasons, Mm -hmm. and the things we want to see on the Oscars are different. And that's what you really have to figure out before you engage in a conversation. Otherwise we could just yell at each other about what we hate about the Oscars back and forth sort of past each other up to, including and beyond this coming telecast.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were um, telling us earlier about an article that you read where basically the person who wrote it said, um, you know, there's people want the Oscars to change, but really the truth is there's really nothing wrong with the Oscars. Yeah, this this one
2: particular uh, article that I read about um, the upcoming telecast for the Oscars. I'm just trying to pull this up so I can tell you I read it on the Daily Beast and um, to the uh, to what you just said, Colleen argues that th- there's really nothing wrong with the telecast as it is that people um What it thinks is wrong with the Oscars has to do with like hosts and all that stuff. I just took huge issue with that because I think in the year 2019, a three plus hour telecast, you know, the hosts. Uh, whatever particular host they have is one particular issue, but that's not the only issue, right? Right.
0: right. Well, and I, you know, the thing that makes the Oscars unique, or really most of the award shows, uh, or all of them really unique, is that there's two separate shows happening simultaneously. There's the show that's going on in that room yep. for the people who are there, who are eligible for awards, who are in the industry, who are there to congratulate each other. Like any award, right? So think about whatever industry you're in. Um, you certainly have been to some sort of award ceremony at some point, no doubt, right? <clears throat> but the thing that's unique about these award ceremonies is that that show is going on, but simultaneously there's a telecast going on that's being broadcast to all of us boobs at home, sitting in front of the television going, I don't know who that guy is or who really cares about that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it has to entertain us. And then add to that the people who are responsible for the show that's happening inside the room for the industry people and the people who are at home are the industry people. Yeah. And so they really have an eye toward, you know, they're what's the word their Their opinion is weighted a little bit.
2: Yep. Um, In this particular article that I referenced, here's a quote, this idea that there is some way to fix the Oscars is a fallacy amplified each year by cranky critics by and large the telecast doesn't need much fixing and certainly not in the baffling ways the Academy has proposed to a world of potential viewers deciding whether or not to tune into this year's telecast. The prevailing message this has all sent is that next Sunday's Oscars will be a disaster. So, but to like, I feel like it's, that's half right. Um, the idea that you have to fix the Oscars is something we say every year, but I think that's actually a legitimate point because I think that, you know, something that began as something kind of totally different than what it is today. Mm-hmm. It has evolved every year. It continues to evolve every year. The Oscars doesn't stay the same. Right. And even more so in 2019, I feel like it needs to change because it hasn't evolved very much compared to the rest of society. So I think on the one hand, um, the idea that of course, people are going to complain about stuff no matter what. Like mm-hmm. that's but I wouldn't even call that complaining. people having an opinion about right. something is not complaining about it. Being we, critical
0: about it is not necessarily complaining.
2: yeah, we have said for years that they need to shorten it. They need to, you know um, there are a number of things that we could talk about, and hopefully we will. but um the the part that I don't think they get right is that the telecast doesn't need much fixing, right? Because if you just left it static, well, first of all, it never has been static, Mm-mm. right? By and large, I guess over time, over the past, maybe what, and Hollywood would be a far better reference point than we are, but probably at least the last 20, if not 30 years, it's been sort of a general similarity in terms of the telecast. But to think that it hasn't evolved every year since, you know, it was first telecast is kind of ludicrous.
3: Yeah, well, and I did a vintage scandal on Lori and Julie on last Wednesday, and we were talking about the 1969 telecast, and that one of the issues the Academy was facing in 1969...
0: 50 years ago. 50 years ago was, how
3: do we stay relevant? And their answer to relevancy in their telecast was having 10 different people across the generations in Hollywood Mm -hmm. act as hosts for the night. So, even then, 50 years ago, they were Thinking well, how can we stay relevant in today's pop culture climate? Fifty years ago, well,
0: and you know, to, to that point, Holly, and also to your point, Bradley, it's it's not only that the Oscars have evolved, whether or not they're willing to admit it, it doesn't stay static. the The audience chain has changed. Are the way we consume television, our ability to sit in uh, in wrapped attention is different. The things that entice an audience of 2019 are different from the things that entice an audience of 1990. Um, and and that's the piece that I don't know that they are, that the, the people who are producing this award show are having as much of an eye toward, especially if there is a sense that it doesn't really need to be fixed. Yeah. Right.
2: And to your point earlier about the weight of the production and who it's sort of, being produced for. Honestly, it needs, I think it needs to be more produced for the audience because otherwise, and we talked a little bit about this earlier when we were discussing this topic of the Oscars and the telecast that's coming this Sunday. Um, if you're just joining us, the, uh, if you want to do something that's thorough and totally honors the actual work that actual people in Hollywood are doing, do it. But take it to a place where it will be given that respect, which Mm -hmm. is to say that your goal is to allow the people in the industry to have their moment, to recognize one another in a sort of peer group way, but also to honor like, you know, the um, the uh, the real fans of Hollywood, you know, people who are maybe a little bit more uh attuned to what's going on in Hollywood beyond just you and I and the average right. boob who walks into a couple movie theaters a year. Okay, we probably are a little bit more um, you know, a little bit more um what's the word I'm looking like, for um evolved than yeah. that. But but what I'm saying is if you want to create something that's solely focused on honoring what's actually going on in Hollywood, put it on a channel like TCM, Turner Classic Movies. That's all movies all the time Mm -hmm. that honors Hollywood in a way that nobody else is really doing it with fans who love it way more than the average person. But that's not what they want. You want to gather, you want the world to stop and pay attention to what's going on during the Oscars. You're going to have to give a certain amount of um, if you want that real estate, you're going to have to give people a reason to to show up, and unfortunately, that means you're going to have to give people a reason to show up. That's not always putting you know the best interest of um, the industry insiders uh, at uh, at the forefront.
0: And I think part of what you're referring to is the fact that there was sort of a, a kerfuffle last week when they first announced that there were four or five categories. Was it four or was it five that they were going to award during the commercial breaks and then edit together and air later in the telecast so that they would be acknowledged during the telecast. But we wouldn't see those awards accepted live. Well, there was such an outcry from industry insiders, uh, actors, et cetera, producers, directors, et cetera, that these categories would not be uh, awarded on the telecast that the Academy has now walked that back. And now we will be seeing those. Yeah. And they were trying the Academy, to do that in the interest of saving some time, because that is a complaint of people every year of viewers of the telecast. Um, but the outcry of the industry insiders apparently was great. Like
2: everybody agrees that the Oscars needs to be. I mean, nobody says the Oscars should be longer. Nobody says the Oscars is, is perfectly, you know, is the length that it should be. Right. Right. Everybody is of the opinion, I would assume. But when it's kind of like taxes, right, like everybody wants lower taxes, Mm -hmm. but nobody is willing to give up the services that are funded by the taxes that everybody's paying. So, like, I get that, like people, you know, you have a different constituency. So you had all these insider constituencies saying, don't take away this moment um, because it's disrespectful. Well, okay, so fine. Uh, We'll put it back. Um, But now we're going to have to do something, you know we're going to have to take something else from uh, from somewhere else, mm-hmm. like lower the, the amount of time that you're going to have to get from point A to point B and accept uh, your award. Well, people are going to complain about that. I guarantee you when... Um Uh, Olivia Coleman or whoever goes up for you know their award on Sunday gives a long speech everybody's gonna be like oh that's the most amazing don't cut her off she deserves she's a powerful woman Mm -hmm. let her talk yeah okay but guess what like if everyone did that then nobody is gonna show up next year because it's still gonna you know the previous year's broadcast is still gonna be going on yeah meaning it's it's really hard ultimately like somebody's gonna have to just say okay fine get rid of xyz.
0: Well, if you want to have if you want to have a great show for the people in the room, then have a great show for the people in the room. But if you're going to have a telecast, I think this is kind of our takeaway to the Oscars. Yeah. If you're going to have a telecast, you have to appeal to the broader audience at least in as much as you have to put together a broadcast. The broadcasting of the awards has to be yeah. interesting to the audience at home. And
2: to be fair, uh, I think that you can achieve that in a number of ways, not just cutting out particular categories. I am interested to see what this uh, particular removal of a host is going to do. Allegedly, this is going to lead to us getting to our first award by about six or seven minutes in versus about, I think it was maybe like almost 20, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So. That's that'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm fine. Like the thing I think we didn't like about the the different hosts is like when they get too sticky or too gimmicky mm-hmm. or they're like taking time to like do a Jimmy Fallon, Ellen DeGeneres trying to go viral goof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like I am I'm all fine with getting rid of those things. I understand, though, at the very same time we are appealing to an audience and you do need to get their attention and you might have to have a personality. So it's not an easy answer. But I think it's totally worth talking about. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese will be bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert after this on My Talk 107.
2: This is a My Talk dirt alert. Talk dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert,
0: dirt alert, dirt alert. Dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood, and boy, is there
1: plenty. There's a lot of dirt today. It's a very busy Monday. Miranda Lambert got married over the weekend. Oh, somebody she,
0: needed
2: some good news. She
1: married they, a cop. I heard. A,
2: he's not ugly either.
1: No, he's very, very handsome. They I heard they
0: had a banquet of just, it was a salad bar. <laughs> so, and they just threw it at each other. It was a tossed it salad. Was a okay. toss. Yes, it
1: was. Okay, so their love story began in New York City. They have been together for three months and they got married. So wow, these two met Friday, November second, when Miranda Lambert appeared with her bandmates uh, from Pistol Annies on that day's episode of Good Morning America. So they were in New York. They were performing their new single, which is so good. Got my name changed back. I love that song. Mm. You heard it? No, oh, it's really good. <laughs> And then they're um, promoting their album, which was released the same day. So GMA shoots in Times Square. That is where this uh, guy, Brendan McLaughlin, works as a police officer with the NYPD. He is currently assigned to the South Midtown Precinct, which includes the area where Miranda Lambert performed on the day she met him. He's 27. She's 35. Later that night, they performed at a concert um, in New York City. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person
0: behind all of this is
2: Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday
1: so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Just a block away from where GMA shoots. And apparently this guy often works crowd control following concerts in the area. And uh, that's when they met. She revealed her new relationship on Saturday when she told fans that they had recently married in a secret wedding. A source said it happened on January 26th. So November 2nd, they meet. That is... January 26th, they're married. That is wild. And um, then oh, she so posted the so this was totally
2: for PR then
1: of like when she decided to post it. Not the wedding, but
2: the posting, of course, it's because of Saladgate.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean,
2: she was just like, okay. After she got these
1: bad headlines about that she was with a male companion and her parents or whatever.
2: Half joking, thinking that's when she actually got married, but no, you're saying she actually Mm, got married in January, which means they're just dropping the story to get our attention back to. And she dropped it on
1: Saturday saying in honor of Valentine's Day, I wanted to share some Uh, news. I met the love of my life and we got hitched.
2: Okay, Valentine's Day was not on Saturday. Mm.
1: No, that was a couple of days late,
2: <laughs> but and she was
1: like, I got to get out, out of the salad story. What was interesting is that people was reporting earlier today, too, all the things to know about this guy, and apparently he has a new baby from a previous relationship, and mm. that baby was born in November.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, this is going to last. But I mean- that's the one thing that I think people... <laughs> could fairly judge, be slightly but. concerned about this because Miranda Lambert has a history of getting involved with people who are already involved with other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when don't, lest we forget, Blake Shelton was married yes. at the time that he and Miranda Lambert met. I mean, we think that like, Blake was this scorned man and he went through it all when Miranda just left him or whatever. But remember- Blake left his both, wife for her. Yeah, they were both. She so, was, I mean, yeah. he knew what he was. So it's
2: not his first time at the rodeo. Right.
1: <clears throat> the rodeo with the country music yeah. That was a, that real. Was a reference. Oh. Yeah. That was good. So, yeah, he has a new baby and a new wife. That's a lot all at once. Speaking of people who have little babies, um, Travis Scott bought his daughter Stormy, of course, his baby with Kylie Jenner, a diamond necklace for her birthday. I can't. I cannot with this. This is... no. Nope. She got things from Gucci. She got... The little baby got Christian Louboutins. She got a tiny Chanel bag. Did you see her to birthday match party? match her mini Lamborghini. Yeah, it's crazy. The...
2: Mini Lamborghini. That
1: birthday party was... That was Ridiculous. not a baby's birthday party. There bir- was a blow-up
2: head. You had to walk through a blow-up stormy head to get to the party.
0: Into her mouth.
2: Yeah, like you had to walk through her mouth. Guys.
0: There was a... There was a but gift hey, look, shop at her birthday party with people. swag. True,
2: <laughs> there's somebody out there making blow up heads of Stormy. I mean, you just know the people at the blow up head Ugh. factory are like, "Oh, okay."
0: I just think that like, che- that check cashed. Don't worry yeah. about it. Money's as green as anybody else. There's
1: also, just no... nobody else learned from the Kim Kardashian situation. Apparently, oh, I just like don't think that you. I mean, really, in all seriousness, I mean, it's it's ridiculous to get a baby that kind of a piece of jewelry, yes. whatever, but it's also like, it's not really very safe to then broadcast all over the place, the baby and then the, and then the necklace. Do you, am I overreacting? No, I agree here. No. You know, I mean, I'm a parent, but
0: you know what? I totally agree with you, but can I take, Bradley, do you remember who my D-bag was on Friday? It was the son of this rapper who's friends with Kim and Kanye, who's a seven-year-old Yeah, who went to Tiffany and company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And bought a Tiffany and Company necklace for
1: Northwest. Who is five. yeah? Because they're
2: dating. Oh my! They're God. They're dating because
1: they're booed up. Okay, they're that's booed up. see, I don't like that. Either. And then yeah, you and know, I is... get real weird about like I don't even like it when people say like even like friends who have a who have a a, a child that's my daughter's age or be like there that's her boyfriend or something like I don't like it. it. I just I probably get overly sensitive about it, but I just am like well, let them be kids. Let them be kids. And I think and in all seriousness, I think this like crazy like. Forcing kids to grow up or, like, overly sexualizing kids at such a young age is, like, it's bad. It's dangerous. Don't do
2: it. And the thing that we talked about on Friday is that you're creating a persona and an identity for your child long before they get to decide themselves what their identity is. And so imagine trying to live up to those expectations. Uh
1: Kim, Chloe, and Kylie have all filed documents to trademark the names of their kids, St. North and Chicago (laughs) West, along with True Thompson and Stormy Webster. They want to uh, be able to put the kids' names on a number of products, including a clothing line, toys, and skincare products. Kylie also it, filed a trademark for Stormy World. Yep. That was the party. Yep. And there you go. Oh, stop it! Oh, I can't. Boy, these babies. Are I was
0: having. I was. My Monday was yeah, well, feeling good until too right though. now.
2: If you were hampered, and you know,
0: I kind of. That was kind of a downer. <sighs> Elizabeth Reese, I'm going to say thank you for that. We do need somebody <laughs> to play our 30 second pop culture challenge six five one six four one one zero seven one. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey, hi. Hi. And it's our 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 the second Pop Culture Challenge Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Brenda on the line And Bradley, uh, what is Brenda playing for? That's a
2: great question, Holly Do we know what Brenda's playing for today? On My Talk 107.1 stocking,
3: cap. stocking Caps
2: Stocking Caps Alright, Brenda, the timer will begin after I ask the first question Are you ready? Yes Okay, here we go Steven Tyler is the singer uh, for what band?
3: Rolling Stone? Nope. Ah. Oh.
2: Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Aerosmith. Tori Spelling played Donna on what primetime soap?
0: 90210.
2: Cameron Diaz voices Princess Fiona in what animated film series? Shrek. Winter is coming is a catchphrase from what TV show?
3: Oh. Oh no. Winter is
0: coming. Oh. oh, Brenda! I'm oh, so sorry. That's you did not win the 30 second pop so culture close. challenge. Very close. Not you, close enough. Exactly. Not close enough to win, which would be all the way there. Um, so uh, you can try again tomorrow. We do it every day at 12:30. Let's answer those questions she did not get correct.
2: Uh, Winter is coming is a catchphrase from what television show? Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I think it's just Game of Thrones. Game
0: of Thrones.
2: And what structure do Bill and Ted use as a time machine? A phone booth. Yes. Which
0: is hilarious because right now you would need a time machine to find a phone, phone booth. booth right? <laughs> <laughs> they uh, also
2: stole that. So.
0: What? Police box. Time oh, machine. Anyone?
2: Oh. Doctor Who. Hi. Got
0: it. Yes. Okay. Now that we've uh, now that we've answered all those questions, we like to move on and solve some mysteries, and we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us. In this segment, we call "Blinded by the Item." Blinded
3: by the item. Our first blind item. Colleen and Bradley coming at you right now. Okay. Listen carefully. All right. While I read you this little Let's nugget of it. hot Biosh. gossip. Yes. Which talk show hostess is going to announce her divorce from her husband next <gasps> month? She's also planning on a sit-down interview with that mogul slash host, so she finally addresses the allegations of her husband oh, physically oh, oh. abusing her. <gasps> oh.
2: Please let it be Wendy Williams and Oprah.
0: Oh my god! And? <gasps> yes! yes! Oh my god,
2: I'm, I'm here for it. Read it. Let's talk.
3: Okay, which talk show host, that would be Wendy Williams, is going to announce her divorce from her husband next month. That would be sometime in March. Mm -hmm. She's also planning on a sit-down interview with Oprah, so she'll finally address the allegations of her husband
0: physically abusing her. This This is good. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. I just realized something. Why are you dumb? Well, Why? No, this is gonna sound dumb. And okay. I don't know if maybe you guys haven't gotten there yet, but it just occurred to me that the break in her shoulder could have something to do with the abuse. With the physical abuse. Oh, and no. not necessarily that's not uh <clears throat> the but that's drinking not real. slash drugs.
2: Remember the shoulder was not real.
0: Um yeah.
2: I mean Evidenced by right. nothing other than her carrying two heavy bags at a CVS. But.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, because the way that she told that story was that she had another fall as a result of the yeah, could be, her Graves sure. disease. Uh, and I just thought, well, that's interesting.
2: I just hope this is true. Find out. Uh, so, okay. So this mm. is allegedly happening in March. March. Yes. Okay.
0: Do we need to create like a tickler file? Like, do we need to put like a a post, like a calendar? Do we need to have a calendar alert sometime in March so that we remember to go back and check this blind item?
2: So my question, my other question, yes. Mm -hmm. And my question is, where do we see Oprah interviews?
0: On OWN? No. On Gale King?
2: No, close though. I on, think you're on GMA? On CBS, because CBS? isn't she a 2020 special minutes. course? That's 60 Minutes. 60 right. Minutes. Yeah, CBS.
0: I had forgotten about 60 that. 60
2: Minutes. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, so what I'm saying is March. Okay, hold on.
0: Yeah, March.
2: 60 Minutes calendar.
0: Oh, good. Oh, <gasps> okay. This is like... I mean... You know what we need to do is keep solving these blind sure, items calendar. and do this research in the break and come back with a fully formed um, opinion on it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna have to do some looking here, yeah. but I feel like at some point you should be able to see, like, oh, look, Oprah's gonna be on March, whatever.
0: What's oh. she talking about? Okay, we're gonna work because on don't that. Don't you
2: think that this interview has probably already been
0: arranged for sure maybe not done yeah. because if it were done already then we would that's have true, leaks true. of it
2: TikTok, TikTok, TikTok.
0: yeah okay we're going to do some more research on that a little bit later however in the meantime in between time let's hit me with another blind item holly
3: by the item. another gossip mystery for colleen and bradley to solve here in the form of a blind item listen carefully while i read you this little piece of hot gossip it was fr- pretty fun to hear this permanent a plusless female, mostly country singer slash former actress, discussing the time she shared a joint with this permanent A-list rapper who probably doesn't go 30 minutes of his day without smoking.
0: Oh, okay. So you're going to have to that the a plus rapper is Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing we're thinking of is an A plus plus list female, mostly country singer uh-huh. slash former actress. Well, yes, A
2: plus plus. Is that Dolly, like Dolly Parton?
0: Parton? Oh wow! I didn't hear that. Well, it's blind
3: item okay. gossip. Let me fill in, fill in the blanks for you. All right, so it was pretty fun to hear Dolly Parton discussing the time she shared a joint with Snoop Dogg.
0: Oh my gosh, that gives me so much happiness in my heart. Similar to the time I was watching, I'm sorry, but this is related, I promise. Mm -hmm. I was watching a, I think it was like a CNN profile on Martha Stewart. Okay. And they were cutting to break. They were teasing what was going to happen on the other side of the break. Yeah. And Martha Stewart was asked a question Mm -hmm. about whether or not she'd ever smoked weed with Snoop Dogg yep. and she basically was like oh yeah I was high all. The, I've been high all the time with him and then I was like well I'm going to watch through this commercial break and see Martha Stewart talk about getting high with Snoop Dogg doesn't everybody want to hear that story sure enough we get back on the other side of the break and she reveals that she's kidding she's never actually smoked pot with him and I was so sad inside because I wanted to hear that story and now I feel like I've heard it but we subbed out Martha Stewart with Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Thank you for hearing me.
2: Thank you for sharing You're your timeline of thoughts.
0: All mm-hmm. right.
3: Well, we'll go to another blind item. Okay. By the item. Another blind item for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here, listen carefully and try to identify who this blind item is about. This A plus list former tweener turned A minus list adult singer told a friend at an event that prior to his marriage, he went to about five red carpet events in the span of a year. Now that he is married, he will sometimes be forced to hit up that many in a week. Nick
0: Jonas. Nick Jonas.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fill mm-hmm. in the blank for you. So Nick Jonas told a friend at an event that prior to his marriage to Priyanka Chopra Jonas, that he went to about five red carpet events in the span of a year. Now that he's married, Nick will sometimes be forced to hit up that many in a
0: week.
2: Yeah, well, that's <sighs> what you working. signed up for.
0: Exactly. Isn't that what you wanted? You wanted a jump start to your career. Or a re jump start or whatever, and it's working.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what happens uh, after the initial. I mean, what else? I guess you know, there's the whole like, are they going to have a baby? Although I, I don't think she's having a baby. I, I stranger things have happened, so but it'll be interesting. To it's see, true. Nonetheless. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's like they. I, it's one of those things where you feel like they had a seed of a plan and they only Damn. got so far. <laughs> they only got so far into it. They didn't like take the long view on how is this a, a lot of times when you come up with a plan in Hollywood, it's a good idea to know how you're going to write the ending of it. Sort of like, you know, starting a drama like This Is Us. It's kind of nice to know where it's going or like lost. Kind of nice to know how it's all going to end and then you can write what's in between. But it doesn't seem like they've maybe figured that out. Yeah. Or at least Maybe we just think that because we're not privy to it. Maybe they've got a plan. Uh, do we have time for one more? Do you have a quickie? No, no, not a quickie? No quickies? No quickies. All right. Well, when we come back, um, Bradley, uh, let's do some research in the break on that 60 Minutes yeah, situation. Yeah,
2: uh, i digging through some stuff. There's not really a lot. but
0: Okay. We're going to see if we can figure out when Oprah appears on 60 Minutes so we can speculate when she might air an interview with Wendy Williams. Uh, and also when we come back... I saw this video this morning of Kelly Clarkson in concert she sang shallow and uh she does like a cover every time she appears in concert this tour she blew my mind with this cover of Lady Gaga's oh, right. shadow let's listen uh shallow and I am it's I'm like embarrassed at how much I love it we're gonna share it and we're gonna do it side by side with Lady Gaga. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Uh, so, our crack research team was uh, digging deep into the interwebs in the break to see if we could figure out when we might see Oprah on 60 Minutes, perhaps doing a little uh, interviewing of Wendy Williams based on a uh, blind item that we just solved in the last segment mm-hmm. this is the colleen and bradley show my talk One O Seven One, streaming live at my talk everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer bradley yes well first let's revisit the blind item for those who might be just joining us so that they can hear what it was you were researching in the break holly can you uh redo that blind item
3: which talk show hostess is going to announce her divorce from her husband next month? She's also planning on a sit-down interview with that mogul host so she finally addresses the allegations of her husband physically abusing her, the talk show hostess, Wendy Williams,
0: the mogul slash
3: host being Oprah.
0: So, uh, we got our crack team of researchers on it in the break. I mean, I his name is, some stuff. His yeah. name is Bradley. Uh, <clears throat> to see if we can figure out when this might occur. And Bradley, what did you find?
2: Nothing. There's what? no information. Yeah. Well, it's, so um we'll just I, have to I just to keep feel our, like we
0: opened up Al Capone's b- vault and well, there's nothing.
2: So basically we'll just have to keep our eyes peeled for when uh when we hear about, you know, some upcoming sixty minutes interviews. Mm-hmm. And if you see Oprah teasing anything for sixty minutes, uh all eyes on Wendy Williams.
0: Good call. Yeah. All right. And that's supposed to happen at some point in March, according to NT Lawyer. So uh who who brings us our blind items. So we will keep an eye on that for you. Okay. Now moving on. I am obsessed with this, what I'm about to play for you. All right. Obsessed. And I feel guilty because I'm obsessed in kind of a mean way. Okay. But th- what we're about to play is Kelly Clarkson doing a cover mm-hmm. of Lady Gaga's Shallow.
2: Yeah. Shallow. Now, hello.
0: I am so gagaed out. I am. So gaga out and so tired of the desperate plea for, you know, She does Academy rub people votes. the wrong
2: way, for sure.
0: <laughs> yes. And I love her music, but I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm Gaga'd out right now. So this gave me life when I saw that Kelly Clarkson did this cover of Shallow and people are digging it more than they dig the Lady Gaga right, version. Wait, on hold next? on a second before we play it, because I have to preface this by saying I am a huge B word about this. Okay. Um, but Kelly Clarkson is so not when she introduces the song, she explains uh, in this concert video. And this is, I think in Detroit, she was just here in the twin cities, but she did not do this song here. She did it, I think in Detroit
1: Yeah.
0: uh, on the day before the day after. I can't remember. Anyway, she says of lady Gaga, um, there's a lot of competition always with artists in the industry. There's a lot of us that just dig each other and we really get inspired by each other. And this chick is amazing. We're really different, but at the same time, we're really similar than the fact that she just loves music and that's why she's doing what she's doing. Honestly, I remember her first signal, uh, and then we actually did a show together, yada yada, yada. But she just like said all this like gushy, lovey stuff about Lady Gaga. So yeah, now yeah. I feel bad for being a big B-word. All right. Well, but let's... here is Kelly Clarkson crushing Shallow.
2: Okay. No, that's good. She's I got really good. goosebumps. Yeah. She just has the
0: most beautiful voice. Now, for yeah. contrast. I mean, and not that you have to like one more than the other, but just so you can hear them side by side. I
2: actually thought that sounded a lot like Lady Gaga. Kind of. Yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. Like a good, you know, tribute. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Here is Lady Gaga singing Shallow at the Grammy Awards. I think I mean,
2: I think uh, Kelly did a great job. And I think I that's not my favorite version of Gaga doing it. Not that um, I have a favorite version necessarily, but she sounded really low there for some reason
1: yeah a little bit
2: lower than what i what i think the actual recorded track would be but maybe that was for like live
0: doesn't it make you appreciate though real um like real singers yeah when you hear well,
2: the fact that you're comparing these two is, you know let's put her up against jennifer lopez let's listen to jennifer lopez's comparison
0: you mean ashanti
2: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, but but it does make you just appreciate amazing artists who actually oh, for sure. sing their yeah. own music.
2: And I think that's like a common, right? Like now the, the thing to do is to like, you know, I'm going to sing an Adele song or Adele's going to sing a Taylor Swift song or, you know. Or,
0: you know, Ryan Adams is going to sing the entire Taylor Swift album. Sorry, I shouldn't bring him up because he's still... Awkward. ...on our list, right? Yeah. Um, But no, he, he did do an entire cover of... Taylor Swift's 1989 oh, that's album.
2: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it was like a, it was sort of like a, he sort of threw it out there and he told Taylor Swift, he was like, I just, I just really dig this album. So I just did a whole cover of it. But it is something that like real singer songwriters yeah. will do as a way of honoring each other. Yeah. And it seems like they all kind of are fine with it. Oh sure, um, because they're if they're really talented, yeah. like they're like yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Anyway, uh, Kelly
2: Clarkson can belt them out. She
0: really can. Now, one thing to look for on the Oscars on Sunday is
2: Lady Gaga performing her very own number with Bradley Cooper. Yeah,
0: he's going to do it oh, live.
2: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's back from the BAFTAs.
0: Yeah, and so he's apparently going to get right up there on stage with her, and they're going to well. Sing. Didn't
2: they do? Where did they just do that?
0: At one of her concerts, they um. He got up on stage. Okay. Yeah. yeah, during one of her Vegas shows. Yeah. Yeah. And so and it was like it was one of those hilarious things where they pretended like it just happened. Like, well, look who's here. Oh look who showed up. Bradley you guys. Cooper, why don't you hop up on stage here with me and Whoa. sing
2: our song? I'll just unprepared do that.
0: I know. But apparently he's he's a little bit nervous because I don't know that he's I would be nervous. I mean, aside from her concert, I don't know that he's ever performed this live. song live. And to do it on basically like the world stage, in the Oscars, so that's something to look forward to on the Oscars. Pants
2: off of me, exactly.
0: Keep your pants on, okay. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I don't know about you guys, but when I go into the weekend, I'm always excited about all the things I'm going to get done. And by the end of the weekend, I feel like I didn't get much done. Mm-hmm. But I thought, let's put a positive spin on this. So uh, we all accomplished something over the weekend. Why don't we celebrate it? 651 641 one What did you accomplish this weekend? We're going to celebrate it with a little robotic Oprah on my talk.